Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Today is a sad day. Throughout this week, we spent uh, time talking about Jesus, the journey that we've been on, the journey that God has set beside you, the journey that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he puts you on the path, and that path leads to heaven. But even then, while we are continuing on the path of heaven, Jesus also had to cross that finish line as a human being. Jesus also had to pay the ultimate sacrifice, which is death, which you and I will all have to bear that at one day in our life. It will be once in our lifetime where we will cross that finish line. You know, there's a song that is important to me, a song called Were You There? It's a, it's a, it's a hard understanding, and it's a very sad song. Because it's interesting how that song, when it was written, and it's based off of Mark fifteen twenty five, and it was the third hour when they crucified him. And it was interesting because by now, Jesus finally got in front of Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate, and, Bar and there was another criminal, which is Bernard, uh, Bar uh, Barnabas. Now, Barnabas actually was a criminal, unlike Jesus Christ. And it was interesting because the, the, the people, the community, or the city, the people in the city, in Jerusalem, let Barnabas go. And Pontius Pilate then washed his hands. And because he didn't want the blood of the innocent man, he didn't want that in, in charge of. And it was interesting because if I were Pontius Pilate, there, I would have had to change a heart. I would not know what to do if I were Pontius Pilate. Because if somebody was actually a criminal and I was there, something skilled, like didn't do a single thing besides healed people, besides showed love and compassion towards others. And next thing you know, people then want, my, want me to be crucified or want me to go to prison for what? For doing absolutely nothing wrong. And it's interesting because that's what happened to Jesus. Now I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not saying that I'm Jesus or anything by any means because I'm sinful as everybody else on earth. But there was something about Jesus. How after he received the forty lashes, after he received the lashes from the Roman guards, tearing out his skin. And next, you know, has to go and to do a public trial in front of thousands of people. And the Jewish leaders or the Jewish priests stay to crucify him, crucify him. And therefore, that afternoon, I'm guessing around 3 p.m., they finally made that long journey to the cross. If I were, if I were Simon Peter... I would be heartbroken. And I'm sure Simon Peter was absolutely devastated. 
Because not only did Simon Peter deny him once, but, but he denied him three times. And to know that his denial would eventually pretty much cause Jesus to die on the cross and also Judas Iscariot. I can only imagine if I were Judas as well, how I would live with myself, how I would have slept that night, knowing that I sent, I, I got paid by money and money is the root of all evil just for that one, one extra person. And you got to see Judas's real color. Now, Judas, it's also been uh, historically accurate, where Judas then, at, uh, therefore, died around the same time as Jesus did. But Judas didn't die on the cross. He didn't deny, he didn't die on uh, pass away of natural causes. He got, uh, there was so much guilt and so much anguish inside of him that was eating away knowing that he sent an innocent man that was blameless on the cross. Sent an innocent man just for money, for a couple bucks or for a couple hundred dollars, if it were worth today. And not only that, but he lied to them and lied to Jesus. Knowing that, Jesus, knowing that Judas would eventually hang himself because he was, that conviction ate, him, ate away him ate away from him so much, ate at his heart. I can only imagine what he would have felt like. I can only imagine his pain. Imagine also, if I were in Judas' situation, I don't know what I would do with myself. Because I know I'd be afraid to ask God for forgiveness, knowing that I'm the one that put him on the cross eventually. Actually, he did. But the cool thing is, is that Ju Jesus wasn't mad at Judas. At the last breakfast or at the last supper, I should say, Jesus said, go, do what you must do. And therefore, Judas ran to get the guards. We kind of talked about that last night. And over six hours of staying awake in anguish, I can only imagine how Jesus was tired. He was so tired. He was so beaten. That by the time he was in front of Pontius Pilate, he was barely standing and barely functioning. He lost so much blood that a normal person, if that were happened today, would die by, after receiving 40 lashes. But no, God was watching over him. And each of those lashes represents sins that we have put upon Jesus. It's our own sins that have made him go on the cross. And as he is starting to carry the cross, the cross got so heavy on him that he started to stumble and fall. I can only imagine being Mary as well. I can't even fathom what, a, what his mother must be thinking. I can't imagine what... Uh, his disciples were thinking as well, were going through. They must have been so devastated. And the mother that birthed him, that raised him, that allowed him to, that watched him grow up, watched him go at 12 years old into the, into this, um, the synagogue to preach to the, uh, the priests, to talk to them and to disciple them. 
to watch them and have Mary watch and she could have been so proud during that time to only watch her son stumble and fall on the cross. To have that cross fall on his back a couple times. And then also getting beaten because he wasn't carrying it fast enough. I can also see Jesus' face just looking at the crowd and just him saying, God, for they do not know what they are doing. Lord, I can only imagine. And not only that, but how the cross got so heavy for Jesus to carry that they grabbed somebody out of the crowd to help him carry the cross. And it must have been devastating to carry that cross for Jesus. Oh, no, it's not devastating. I would have been happy to carry that cross for Jesus. Not the, And we should carry the cross, our own cross. Because when we accept Jesus Christ, we are accepting the pain that comes with it, the anguish, the lashes. Each of those lashes and each of those lashes as he was getting closer to God or um, the, the skull, hill on the skull, or on top of the mountaintop, those, each of those lashes represents the sins that we've committed. I would have been happy to carry those. And not only that, but how some of those people spat in Jesus' face and says, he is not our Lord. And how people are screaming and saying that, Jesus, if you are truly the Son of God, you would send 10,000 angels. And I'm sure Jesus could have had 10,000 angels. As a matter of fact, he did. He had an army of angels ready at his dispense. But no, he told God, this must be done. That will be done, that there was a bigger plan. Because if he would have obliterated this earth, you and I would not be here. You and I wouldn't have an opportunity to know who God is. As we continue on the journey with the cross, he finally gets to the place where they would eventually crucify him. Throw him on the cross backwards. Not on the face, but on the back. Where his body probably bounced up a little bit and then off the cross, but then he was yanked back on. And how the Roman soldiers yanked both of his wrists, tried, gave them a little bit laxed, but not too much, nailed those nails into his wrist. Enough where it wouldn't shatter, but enough where it was gruesome and it was painful. Enough where there were, somebody would probably, I would probably cry out loud. And enough, and not only that, but after the nails were in my wrist, then they grabbed the feet, grabbed Jesus' feet. And give enough leeway so enough where the knees bend a little bit but not too much. And to, uh, nail his feet to the cross in front. Not only that, but you know, nail his feet where if he were to try to adjust, it would push, the nails would push into his feet even more or even upward. And I can only imagine also after receiving all that, seeing Mary rest of the disciples 
his true followers just being absolutely into tears, running out of tears, crying out loud, saying, why? Why are you doing this to my son? Why are you doing this to my disciple, my brother? For he did not do anything wrong. I would probably run up to the guards and try to get Jesus off the cross and say, no, put me on there, not Jesus. I know what I did wrong. I deserve death. But knowing Jesus, that he's a loving father, he's a merciful father, he had to be there. And and how the cross finally got in its place. That loud thump where it hit the ground, it hit the resting spot. His body jolted up and then went back down where his body started cramping. And the cramps started becoming pain, anguish pain. And he would start having a hard time breathing and he would look upon the crowd. Jesus would be looking upon the crowd and say, Lord, for they do not know what they are doing. Forgive them, O Lord. Forgive them. Forgive them of their trespasses. Forgive them of their sins. He's saying that to you and he's saying that to me. Forgive them, Lord, of their addictions. Forgive them. I just can only, I can hear those words coming out. And looking up, I can see the shepherds looking far away. I can see how, I can imagine them all shedding in tears. As they welcomed him, I'm guessing some of them welcomed him on the earth with their sheep. They were smiling from ear to ear. And and all those people that welcomed him are now spitting on him, cursing him, yelling, if you are the, truly the son of God, you would get, bring yourself down from the cross and the others with you, if you're truly the son of God. But only five days before, they welcomed him. They were joyous. They were jubilant. And now their hearts changed. And as the hour passes, each minute passes, it's getting harder for Jesus to breathe. It's getting harder for him. And then he asks for his, he starts to be thirsty. And instead of getting water, he receives vinegar that even dehydrates your body even more. And I can only, and he says no. And he denies that. And after receiving or after saying no to the vinegar and saying no to the thirst, after being saying no to thirst or rejecting it, he finally looks upon the Lord and says, it is finished. My time, my time, O Lord, it is finished. While he was stating that, the man on the on the right, on the man on the left, yells out, Jesus, don't, don't forget about me when, you, when we enter the paradise. While the man on the right rebukes the man on the, uh, the other robber and then Jesus Christ, he rebukes them. And then Jesus cries out one more time, it is finished and it is well.
Oh, I wouldn't say it. Well, it is finished. And he finally puts his head down. And he passes and he dies on the cross. While he was, while during the death on the cross, the Roman soldiers bargained for his clothes. Bargain and just ponder and, and make fool of themselves. And he still has that thorn. And then after about six hours, a massive earthquake happens. And that's when Jesus finally crosses the finish line and runs into God's arms. And he is no longer suffering. And after six hours, they take him off the cross and they bury him. They put him in a big tomb where it took about six men to remove, to move the stone into place. And that, and also know that Mary will probably not see him ever again. Not until Sunday. Knowing that people did not know that he was going to rise. They thought that Jesus could get away with, they thought that Jesus was gone for good. But no, you and I both know that he isn't gone for good at all. He is well and alive. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here with somber hearts. We come here in acknowledgement of what you did for, for us on the cross. An acknowledgement knowing that you love us and you care for us. You showed your mercy and compassion for us. We put you on the cross, Lord. We ask for a heart of forgiveness, Lord. Because you love us. We ask for a heart of repentance. Lord, and may you guide us as we continue on the path and help these next 48 hours to remember what you truly did. Remember those pain. Imagine the faces. Imagine if we were there, Lord. Help us to remember that. Help us to remember how we felt putting you on the cross and just crying out to you, Lord, saying, I ask for a heart of repentance for doing that, Lord. May you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path as you have uh, given us so that when you cross up in Inshallah, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And this was a special, a Good Friday special. This was a little bit different and a little bit different start. And remember that these next 48 hours are somber days. But you and I both know that Jesus did not die permanently. He rose on the third day. And we will get, that would be an Easter special. And remember, guys, have a, a Great, safe weekend with your family. Safe travels if you're traveling any by. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye. Mm-hmm.